Hi, I'm Desert Fox with the Cannabis Conundrum. Recalls for both recreational and medical marijuana have happened now in Oregon, Washington, New Hampshire, California, and a whole bunch of other places in the world, to be honest. But Colorado has had more trouble with recalls than any other state. Not only for pesticides, but Bud Buddies, LLC, last year issued a recall for mite-infested moldy marijuana. The report reading that the dry marijuana contained potentially unsafe levels of yeast and mold, while the live plants were found contaminated with not only mold and mildew, but mites. The excessive number of recalls has taken the toll on the public's view of marijuana. The concern now is the well-being of users really isn't taken into account over quick profits and the ability to make large sums of money fast. Folks, we are all in a big conundrum. I'm Desert Fox. Stay tuned. The audio you just heard was actually a segment I did for a friend of mine's show called Your Name Here Podcast with your host Mikey Mike. You should check that out. Maybe you're interested in in getting into podcasting and you don't have any idea what to do. Uh, Maybe you should put your name on his show. Now the content of the audio that you just heard was disturbing to say the least. And tonight we're going to probably turn the disturbing level up times 10. Because in the past few months, Arizona and Colorado and California have had a, a big problem with tainted moldy weed and tonight we're going to talk about Arizona which in my opinion is worse because Colorado and California are legal states uh, you can be over 21 and buy it recreationally Arizona is a medical state you have to be a medical marijuana patient so we're talking about cannabis but we're talking about medicine it's great that there's uh, a growing industry it's it's great that there's more people that want to be involved in it. it it it's great that things have improved but at what cost have things improved it, and it looks like at the cost of the patient remember that medical patients people who have problems and Cannabis helps them with their problems. Tonight we're also talking about a state that has no regulations of any kind. I'm a little peeved about tonight's episode and I'm a little nervous about tonight's episode because I am a medical marijuana patient along with my wife Foxy Lady in the state of, you guessed it, Arizona. Um, We got a great story just up ahead after the break that uh, Foxy Lady's gonna do via Stoner News Network. And it's just getting started. We're gonna have more to come. If you live in Arizona with us, eh, hey, we're all in this together and we gotta figure this shit out. This is Desert Fox, you're listening to Cannabis Conundrum and we will be right back. What's up, podcast world? This is your boy, Mikey Mike, the host of the Your Name Here podcast, found on iTunes and Google Play and pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Join me each week as I discuss whatever the fuck I want.
and I'll have a group of callers also weigh in on the topics, and they'll be telling stories of their own, experiences, opinions, you know the gist. I will also be talking one-on-one with friends and different types of people that I like or want to know more about. Um, So have a laugh, learn something new, think outside the box, put your name here. Feel free to follow on Instagram at the your name here underscore podcast. And this is created using Anchor FM. So look up the Anchor FM app if you have any interest in creating a podcast. Have a great day. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn couple things as well so come on over and check me out i hope you do i look forward to hearing from you guys hey now back to cannabis conundrum hello and welcome to the stoner news network segment of cannabis conundrum i am your host foxy lady and my story today is about cannabis that kills So in over 5,000 years of historical use, there has never been not even one death attributed to cannabis. So let's just think about that for a second, folks. In November of 2017 alone, Arizona patients purchased a total of 7,500 pounds of flour and nearly 300 pounds of concentrates. Now, check it out. That's enough to roll 6.8 million doobies and enough for over 500,000 dabs. And that's just one state during one month. Now think about how much cannabis has been consumed worldwide going back thousands of years, literally since the dawn of civilization and never one recorded death in history. Well, modern science has now demonstrated that cannabinoids like THC and CBD have lethal doses far greater than that of table salt. Yes, folks, you heard me. If someone were to eat just one cup of salt, they would die of sodium poisoning. And this does happen more than you think. There are many things that we we use in our daily lives that can harm us. For example, each year there are over 300 deaths caused by vegetables like leafy greens that are contaminated with pathogens like E. coli. In fact, I just heard on the news last night that they were pulling more lettuce from the shelves because of more E. coli outbreaks. So now even peanuts claim the lives of over 100 people with allergies per year in America. So toxicologically speaking, cannabis is safer than salt, lettuce, and peanuts. Even the U.S. government, while not allowing cannabinoids to be studied, has held the patent for CBD since 2003. Patent number US 6630507B1. Cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants. So implying that they understand that CBD has therapeutic value. The government has even explicitly stated at times that cannabis is not dangerous. Shockingly, in 1988, DEA Chief Administrative Law Judge Francis Young stated marijuana in its natural form is one of the safest therapeutically active substances known to man. And he even recommended that it be federally rescheduled to a Schedule 2 
substance instead of a Schedule 1, where it remains to this day. So it looks like almost everyone, except for Jeff Sessions, can agree that cannabis is not dangerous. But what if there was something specific about cannabis that is dangerous? Something tagging along inside your buds that could potentially kill you. In 2014, a young man in Northern California was undergoing very intensive chemotherapy to treat his cancer. Due to the harsh effects of this treatment, he chose to use cannabis to medicate during this process to help with the side effects of nausea and appetite issues. But it's also common for patients undergoing chemo to have compromised immune systems, making them much more vulnerable to infections. So in this particular case, the patient acquired a rare but lethal fungal infection in his lungs during the course of the treatment. Doctors determined that there was a strong likelihood that the infection was caused by ingesting cannabis that was tainted with mold. The patient's condition worsened and he tragically died. We thought it was strange to have cases of such bad fungal disease in such a short amount of time, said Dr. George Thompson, a fungal infection expert at the UC Davis Medical Center. Dr. Thompson and his colleague, Dr. Joseph Toscano, teamed up with Steep Hill Laboratories to investigate the issue of mold contaminant cannabis. So check it out, this is terrible. They collected 20 cannabis samples from across the state of California and tested them for contaminants. Of the 20 samples, literally 100% of them were tested positive for mold. 90% of them tested for bacteria and fungi. The main ones were Clabicelia, I don't know if I said that right, E. coli, uh, Pseudomonas, and I okay, so that's not English, I can't say it. And Dr. Thompson is adding that these organisms can cause serious infections, especially in immune-compromised cancer patients. It should be noted that mold is present almost everywhere in nature. So it is to be expected that cannabis will contain trace amounts of mold and other microbiological contaminants. <laughs> Bear with me, folks. <laughs> However, it's the amount of these contaminants that matter. States like Colorado, Washington, and others have set a threshold standard of 10,000 colony forming units per gram of product. Currently, California's Prop 64 requires microbial testing of cannabis, but here in Arizona, Prop 203 does not. In fact, Arizona medical marijuana producers and dispensaries have no testing requirements whatsoever. Most dispensaries do list test results for their products, but usually just the cannabinoid percentages. Very few forward-thinking companies have taken the liberty of testing their products for residual solvents, molds, and pesticides. But by and large, the majority of products in Arizona go completely untested. The libertarian in me is thinking, good, less government intervention, more freedom in the marketplace. After all, these testing procedures are costly and could represent a huge burden to producers. But ultimately, the common sense realist in me overrides and says, okay, maybe this is something that needs to be regulated for everyone's safety. In fact, looking into the future, one could imagine that the issues of contaminated cannabinoids would only get bigger until the government used it as a way to crack down on cannabis in general. So it may be better for companies to take it upon themselves to test their products now instead of waiting for the regulators to enforce the requirements later. Now, there have been recent controversies involving moldy cannabis being sold in Arizona dispensaries. 
One dispensary, which shall go unnamed for the purpose of this article, came under fire in a report by CBS 5 News for putting mold-contaminated products on their shelves. And folks, this gets disturbing, so brace yourselves. During the investigation, four random samples of flowers were taken to an independent lab for testing, and three of the four were found to exceed the 10,000 colony forming units threshold. And one of those samples even tested too numerous to count, an estimated 300,000 colony forming units per gram. That's 30 times higher than the acceptable limit. I'm at a loss here, folks. This is ridiculous. This affects me and people like me. I live in Arizona, and this is the shit we get. I mean, I gotta say, we get some pretty good smoke, but still, I mean, look at what we're dealing with right now. Okay, so in my conversations with the ex-employee of this dispensary, I was told that the owners and managers knew that the mold was contaminating their cannabis, and they put it on the shelves anyway. In some cases, trimmers were instructed to separate the moldy buds so that they could be extracted and made into concentrates, a process that is wrongly considered safe by some producers. One day, the mold on the crop was so bad that the managers were having to go through every trim bin and every bud and make sure that they weren't molded before that they could put them in packaging. He says the same thing was happening with flour that was affected with a powdery mildew. One room was completely contaminated with the powdery mildew and it spread into three different rooms because it was in the dispensary and they were not keeping it clean. He described cases where maintenance team employees were inadequately cleaning grow rooms between crops and painting over possible contaminants instead of properly sanitizing them. They didn't even have professional mold team come in and fix the black mold that was on the walls. They just replaced the drywall only and painted a mural over it. In order to avoid these problems altogether, cannabis needs to be produced in a clean and sanitized condition and handled correctly following harvest because mold can develop from improper drying and storage procedures as well. So during cultivation, proper environmental conditions need to be maintained to keep the plants in optimal health and not allow for pathogen spores to germinate and ruin the crop. There is a general rule followed in more advanced agricultural circles called vapor pressure deficit. It is arranged in a chart that gives the proper temperature and relative humidity ranges for each growth phase of the plant. Growers who stick to the VDP chart claim that the immune systems of their plants are kept in good enough shape to fend off pathogens and even yield greater quantity and quality product. Well, that kind of goes without saying, right? I mean, if it's moldy, how quality is it, right? So, it is also understood that proper plant nutrition, pruning practices, and airflow can prevent the conditions that lead to the pathogens. Smart growers will use what is called integrated pest management techniques, or IPM for short. Good IPM procedure, procedures include the routine use of natural products like essential oils and even beneficial insects to avoid pest and mold problems in the first place. The fact that many cannabis growers don't use these techniques and worse, don't properly sanitize their grow facilities, even when there are visible signs of mold growing on the walls, the products are not quality controlled by those who oversee harvest, packaging, and unscrupulous managers are knowingly extracting and packaging contaminated product to protect their profits. 
Now this is a bunch of BS, folks. You know, as a cannabis user, you don't expect to hear stuff like this. You know, the fact that, you know, you're using it for medicinal purposes to curve pain or increase appetite or whatever you may be using it for. And now you have to worry about killing yourself with mold because people are more worried about the bottom line than putting a quality product out there for our patients and not killing anybody in the process. What constitutes safe cannabis? Ideally, the products that you consume should be grown properly and treated like medicine during harvest and storage. They should be or tested for mold, pesticides, and residual solvents by independent third-party testing facilities and the results should be made available to you, the consumer. It is possible that testing requirements will be enforced by the government in the future, but in the meantime, it is up to you to demand that the products that you purchase are verified to be safe by the producer or the dispensaries that carry them. Make it known that you are one of the educated consumers who cares about their health and safety of, of others and start voting with your dollar. The best thing that you can do is to seek out the companies that are doing things the right way and reward them with your business. That requires research. And I know when people hear that word, they're like, ah, oh, that's too much work. I don't want to do it. But I guess it all comes down to how much do you value your health and the people and your loved ones in your life because it's going to affect them just as much, if not more, than it will you. Even if it takes your life, they're the ones that are still going to be here dealing with it. So I urge you to stand up for yourself and demand that the stuff you buy be tested for safety. So my goal in reading this article to you is to provide an education of the dangers of contaminated cannabis. And I hope it inspires you to continue learning and to always be well. Victor Inadid is an avid cannabis researcher and enthusiast. His background in cannabis includes retail hydroponic sales consult consultation and three years of cultivation experience. If you have any questions or wanna learn more, Contact Victor Ananada, A-N-A-N-D-A, <laughs> 420 at gmail.com. I will say that again. V-I-C-T-O-R-A-N-A-N-D-A. -A -A the V and the, the first A are capitalized. So if I could screenshot it, I would. But that is the stoner news for today. Thank you all for joining me on this segment. And I really hope that you learned something and... I hope you have something to think about. If you're a cannabis user, please be safe and responsible. And don't let people sell you bunk bogus bullcrap, okay? This is Foxy Lady. Until next time, be well, be safe. Can't wait to see you again. Peace out. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for stepping inside this lovely shop. How can I help you today? Yeah, let me get on. Um... Let me get the purple haze. Oh, okay. I I can take care of that nah, for nah, you. Nah, nah, nah. Hold up. All right. Let me get that. Let me get that purple Kush right there. Excellent choice. That's a great thing. Hold flavor. up, hold up, hold up. That 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 blue dream. Okay. Oh, is, that, is that that blue dream right there? Yeah, that's that's the blue dreams. Oh, yes, it, yes, it is. I don't know, man. I mean, what are you looking for? I, I, I don't know what to do. Are you feeling a certain way? Yo, is that mango raspberry purple haze? Yeah, that what was... What the fuck is that? That was a freak fest right there. What that, the fuck is that? That's a freak fest, yeah, yeah. You want some? Shit.
Yo, let me get that out, man. This is like a cannabis conundrum right now. Arizona law, these plants are medicine for patients with cancer, glaucoma, Lou Gehrig's disease, and more. But there's nothing in Arizona law to ensure this medicine isn't contaminated and to prevent lab results like these. Results range from a low level to a very, very high level. It should be pulled off the shelf, absolutely. CBS 5 investigates found mold on medical marijuana sold here in the valley. In some states, these mold levels found by a lab would not be legal. But as Derek Stahl reports, when it comes to contaminants on medical cannabis, here in Arizona, anything goes. So these guys over there are mixing soil. We have our own proprietary blend. We mix our own soils. Our investigation started before we knew it, in October, when Arizona's family was invited to tour one of the state's largest dispensaries in Canto Green Cross in Phoenix. Not long after that report, former employees began reaching out to say we missed something. I know for a fact that that's mold growing on the wall. I mean, you can just see it right there. That's black mold growing on the wall. Was it widely known at the dispensary that there were issues with mold? Do other employees know oh, about this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Matthew Love and Zachary Padilla say they had never met before this interview, but both worked at Encanto Green Cross months apart. I've seen other medical programs, and the fact that we were doing some of those things, it was honestly just, it's, it was sickening. It's mold. They have a mold problem. Padilla was a security guard. He started snapping pictures and filing reports with his supervisors in January. Mold outside grow rooms, streaks of condensation on the inside. He reported mold again in February, then again in March. Can we get an update on where we're at with this? And then it would be crickets, no response, no update. And as I would walk around, I would notice these problems weren't fixed. These problems were getting worse. Encanto started cleaning the walls by the time Love was hired as a cannabis trimmer, but he says he regularly came across moldy marijuana. There's almost not a single day that I've gone by not having to see some one of the trimmers wearing a mask while they're trimming because of like the smell or the odors from the moldy flower that we were trimmed. I was having personal uh, adverse reactions to some of the flower, like I would develop like rashes and start itching out of nowhere. Some days. He says all the trimmers were under pressure to turn in a pound of trimmed cannabis in every eight-hour shift. So many people will be in a rush, and when you take the moldy flour out, that subtracts from your total and that affects your rate a bit. Some trimmers would just trim it and throw it into their actual trim bins to be weighed for regular. Both men say they were fired after raising concerns. They also say the Arizona Department of Health Services came in to inspect Encanto during this time. But the state's findings are secret. The statute prohibits you, prohibits the Department of Health Services from giving whatever enforcement actions they're taking, you, you can't find out about it. Will Humble is the former director of the department. The compliance and enforcement, the inspection records, all those things are kept secret. Shh, it's a secret. No, no, it's not really a secret. See, what we what we meant to say, what 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 had 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 happened was, um, they're they're contributors, and you know, contributors of ours. Of course, we're not going to deal with somebody who cuts corners and and gets extra money into our pocket. I mean, uh, schools' pockets. Um, move along. There's nothing to see here.
a little backtrack. The first story that Foxy did was, I don't know, I think three months old? The, the story that I just played for you, that man started asking questions in January of 2017 and eventually left in March of 2017 after he filed his third complaint <laughs> with no compliance. Why? Because Arizona does not require compliance. That story actually aired in December of 2017 and they've had plenty of problems in the past month of 2018. They're still today, this is May 11th, 2018, and they still have zero regulations. There's, there's nothing that anybody has to comply with. There are over a hundred cultivators in the state of Arizona currently selling medicine to patients without any laboratory testing, nor care, nor control, and no custody at all. Nobody knows what's cultivating in these warehouses. Nobody knows what they're putting in it. So I ask you, have you ever got some weed and it tasted weird and you thought, eh, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. And then over, you just start feeling like shit. How many times do you think you've eaten a brownie that got you sick? How many times do you think you've done a dab or hit a vape pen or smoked a flower that, yeah, think back. Because this is not a new problem. This is not a new problem. <laughs> it's a growing problem and there's no pun intended there. As for Desert Fox and Foxy Lady, you know what, we're gonna continue to smoke cannabis. We're gonna continue to do more research. And man, somebody told me once that if you ever find yourself saying, somebody should do something about that, then it's kind of your job to do something about that. So who knows? We're gonna do our, our legwork. We're gonna dot some I's and cross some T's and we're gonna get something rolling. <laughs> you heard it here first. So this is Desert Fox telling you, I don't know, man, maybe you should just break it apart with your fingers a little bit and smell it and look at it before you just pop it in the grinder and trust it. <laughs> just not safe out there anymore. That's weird. Just grow it yourself, that way you know. <clears throat> grow it yourself? Have a good night. Listen here, are you ready for something new, innovative, innovative, innovative? Yeah, I, I guess I am. Are you bored of your normal daily podcast and looking for entertainment? I mean, something fun? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah okay. Cool, cool. Well, come on down to No Show's Theater, where you can keep up with the newest information on movies. Oh, cool. Music, bullshit, cool. rappers, all this, weed, you know. Awesome sauce. <laughs> yeah, awesome sauce, too. <laughs> Damn, I think this is a cannabis conundrum. You're fucking right it is. Welcome on the No Show's Theater, bitch. 